Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com What's going on, B&B? Summertime fun is almost at a close, and with me today is the only man who still licks off the mud from the bottom of his hiking shoes, thinking that he can still make chocolate, hot chocolate and chocolate items out of it. Carl Mandrioli, what is going on, <laughs> my man? It's been a minute. Summertime fun. It has, yeah. It's, it's been a little while. With me today is Derek Somerville, the only man... That gets altitude sickness from walking up the stairs. That is so true. Uh, yeah. If I had stairs, I don't have stairs in my house, though. So. No, I thought that's where you tested out all your hiking shoes and stuff, like on the stairs. You're talking about any stairs. So you never walk upstairs ever? Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go outside of your house? <laughs> uh, I live on a uh, very flat street, so I have a hill. Um, okay. Yeah. You know what? If I go to the mall, um, mm-hmm. there's not really stairs that I use. There, there's an escalator. I guess that would count, maybe, right? Yeah, you're more of an elevator kind of guy, though. But right? I have to. I go elevator, so yeah, none of this applies. So do your homework. Okay. Let's go. What's going on? <laughs> okay, okay. Just to clarify, <laughs> so you never go up the stairs. <laughs> I avoid stairs at all costs. In my, no. Yes, I go upstairs sometimes. Okay. Just want to make sure. And my head gets a little tight and you know sore, so. I believe it. Yeah. yeah, altitude sickness is something that you have struggled with in a very mild sort of way. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say that. I think I've had it in my lifetime. One one time on our trips, and right. I think another time when I was like ten years old. That's it. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. Gotcha. So, do you want to share that story or no? I mean, it's nothing much to tell. We, my family, went up to see some other family in Mammoth, and mm-hmm. I think that was the. F- no, it wasn't the first time I've been to the mountains. But, yeah, when I went up there, I just, uh, it I don't know what hit me. It was weird. And I had been up there before, so right. I'm not sure what the deal is. Um, it just hit me different, and I was not having it for a couple of days. I was just kind of nauseous. So Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Nauseousness is, yeah, one of the, the, the key factors there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah this is kind of an altitude episode slash trip report which dealt with altitude mm. so kind of kind of all rolled into one exactly. uh, altitude got you down do you get the get the title that's uh it's original it's good yeah yeah altitude got you down yeah i like that <laughs> it could be a t-shirt it could be a b&b t-shirt right there it could be a t-shirt so yeah. is it is it the other trip that you went on or, or was it the other trip you went on the maroon bells trip in colorado 2016 is that the thing is that the uh, adult believe version of it. altitude sickness <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was. Um, okay. Yeah, I think we we're coming down a peak, and I was just, yeah, I could barely put one foot in front of the other. So right. what? I think what did? I, oh, I think I, t- I brought some uh, ibuprofen, took yep. a couple, and was just like, I'm gonna crash, guys. I need to sleep, otherwise I'll, you know, right. I'm gonna feel lousy. Coming for down a peak. Interesting. My, I was thinking like out of the parking lot. You were struggling. Mm, well, maybe be more observant. I think that was Nolan. So, okay. You know. I don't know. Maybe the I, reason why I bring that one up is because we just did a Patreon trip, and yeah. some of the guys wanted to go to Maroon Bells. Yeah. And I want to go back, because I love that place. It's awesome. It is so awesome. It's, yeah, it's totally understandable that they wanted to go there. Yeah. I was a little concerned with the elevation gain, particularly on the first day, and I thought, you know what? I'm not comfortable with having everybody, you know, all these flatlanders come and just tackling 3,000 feet of gain right. with... 
basically almost all uphill the first day. Right. So I tried to play it safe, and we went to Lost Creek Wilderness, which you've also been oh, to. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And there's still elevation there quite a bit, in fact. Not yeah. as bad as Marine Bell's, like not even close. No, no. And there was still a lot of struggling going on with the altitude. Oh. So, so wise, good thing I dialed it back. Yeah, wise choice. Yeah, but I'll tell I'll, I'll give you my strategies, and you can tell me if they were sufficient or insufficient later. So All right. that's kind of the, the background for this. But we'll also go over some altitude tips, and we'll try to get beyond the, the basic stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Genesis 8-4, and in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Mm. Talk about Noah's Ark here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Is there another ark in the Bible? <laughs> there is. There's the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, there is. <laughs> oh, well, okay, that's fair. That's uh, touche. Touche. <laughs> uh, that one didn't come wow. to, to, to rest in any place on the mountains of Ararat, that, at least not that I know of. Uh, it has gone missing, but... Um, yeah, anyway. How do they lose that? Yeah, oh, you got to get Indiana okay. Jones on, on the case. But did any Seriously. of Noah's party, including the animals, get mm. altitude sickness? Mm, um, I believe the uh, the sheep. Okay. Yeah, the sheep have a problem with altitude. And uh, Noah's uh, son-in-law, I believe, <laughs> um, he got a little nauseous. So okay. that's in Maccabees 4 or 5. Not so. sure they had all the information there, but uh, they did survive. So They did make it. it yeah, they out. repopulated the whole situation. Here, right, so right. That, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we, we're going to jump in with some reflections on this Lost Creek Wilderness trip that took place here in Colorado. Mm. Some tips of our own. You've got some tips. Uh, But this episode, special sponsor, what do you got? We got Salmon Pesto Express. If you guys need to get rid of something or send something from the trail, take out that Salmon Pesto pack, throw in your information that you need sent, and just sneak it into Carl's backpack because he will end up carrying it out for you and it will get to where it needs to go. Don't ask me how. The salmon know. I don't. Check it out at stinky, stinkypacks.com. <laughs> salmon Pesto Express <laughs> because we need, we need faster salmon pesto. Well, well the, yeah, I mean, they, they're hard workers. They swim upstream. They swim down. You know, I mean, it's a lot of... It's, yeah. the, it's the right fish for the job. Right. So. Before we we head down the trail of altitude chat, Ooh. we got to go full disclosure here. Okay. So I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but Derek and I are not doctors. We do not have what? all the answers for all of the ailments that might occur in the realm mm. of altitude sickness. So if you yeah. struggle or have struggled or will struggle in the future and your reasoning for pushing on as well Derek said or Carl said then oh yes yes that's not good enough reasoning i would say a first and uh, and always check with the doctor he's going to know the best but these are just tips these are things that will maybe help you maybe they won't help right. you so we're we're and we're doing what like a top 3 i mean there's like a lot more you can we do we got for, yeah i've uh, got altitude i got yeah i guess well i'm going to tell you about my trip what I did to, to strategize there, which I don't know. Well, you can tell me if it's effective or not. But and I got a, I got oh. three, I guess, beyond that. So there's there's tips wow. embedded well, you, with the trip. Then I got my own three. You want? Wow, you went overboard. Okay. Well, I'm, it's it's like kind of a trip report version of, of an episode. So that's I, I like it. Yeah. No, I'm on board. I'm about overboard. Okay. Not overboard. That's fair. Yeah. So overboard? let's just under the board. Yeah. Let's go. Just kind of with, with that disclosure in mind, Derek. You've got. Let's just hear yeah. your three tips first, and then we'll kind of. Then we'll you want me to just, just run through them? No, I want. Let's talk about each one. Yeah, so what's I'm your gonna I'm one? gonna talk about each one. Yeah, I'd like to discuss them, please. Okay. Um, my first one is if you're thirsty, you're probably already dehydrated. So mm. this is why we've talked about before in past episodes where you want to constantly and regularly uh, be hydrating, making sure you're not feeling dehydrated. Because if you are, I know when I've been really thirsty, I get lightheaded, and you can eventually get nauseous, and then you know it's like. That's not a fun little situation to be in. So, um, is that really true though? If you're already thirsty, like I'm thirsty, I'm gonna have a drink, so I'm dehydrated. I wouldn't say, well, I'm not gonna say not every, I'm not gonna say every time, but if you're well, at elevation, I, I think, I think, well, 
That's true. I mean, if you're thirsty, drink. I think it's your body telling you, like, I need a little bit more. You know? It's pretty much... <laughs> if you're thirsty, drink. Okay, that's uh, number one wisdom tip from Derek. If you're thirsty, drink. Wow. Yeah, no, wow. that is a wisdom tip, and I'll tell you why as you mock me, because <laughs> I think a lot of times on the trail, people can ignore the little things. They can ignore the the things that they think are, like, not that big of a deal. Right. And then it becomes a bigger deal. So if you are thirsty, then yeah, drink. Okay. I mean, it sounds, you know, laugh away. Yeah. That's fine. But, uh, you know, don't call me when you uh, have get lightheaded and you're puking on the side of the trail. All our fellow adventurers out there are thinking to themselves, man, I've been struggling for years with this, like, thirsty issue. I don't know what to do. Now they do. Now problem solved. Oh, In all seriousness, I think that's actually a good tip. However, the concern that I have is... I typically only drink when I'm thirsty, and so if I'm trying to force down liquids when I'm not thirsty, I, I feel like I'm overloading my stomach. You get that sloshing water around in the stomach kind of thing. How about you? Right. Um. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I mean, there's there's times where like, I don't know, like if I'm if I'm sloshing around in your stomach, that's how you feel. If you if I'm drinking like when I'm not that's thirsty, cool. I feel like I'm just forcing the water down. Yeah. Well, here's here's I, I have a solution for that too. This, this, you don't have that. You've never had that where it's like no, you're, you you kind of feel gross because you have like you're overhydrated or whatever. I, I just love water. No, so I don't really know if I've noticed that okay. before. Well, I do notice. I, I have read too that if you, um, since I'm being you know getting into fitness more and trying to exercise more, I've been reading too. Like if you're eating and drinking water at the same time, it does not help you digest the food as quickly. Really. So, yeah, they're like, you know, you should be eating your food and then afterwards, like, if you can, like, wait a little bit and then start drinking a lot of water. Is this kind of Um, along the same lines as, like, chew your food 25 times per bite? That's a a completely different realm. No, no, no. I I mean that it's just not really realistic and nobody's really going to abide by those things. No, nobody's going to do it. But, I mean, you know, I mean, the more conscious you are of some of these things, the better. Okay. um, I don't know. I mean, I, I tend to just, like... Like you, and I've done this too. Like, well, you, you will load up on water before we start hiking, right? You'll take a big old yeah, and that's swig, and so right? I I posed the problem, and I had an idea for the solution. Yeah, so it, typically, if you have the problem with the, with the too much water in the stomach, you're either over hydrating or you have an electrolyte imbalance. You need to have more electrolytes, and yeah, all right, when we're right. filtering, I will, as we talked about before, put the drink and mix in, drink down like half a liter to a liter, and then filter again to carry it with me. Right. So. There you right. go. Okay. Sounds good. Number yep. two, uh, we never spend the night more than a thousand feet higher mm-hmm. than the, than the night before. That must um, not apply think... to like your first night in the mountains, right? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's what we like when you arrive there. I mean, obviously, you kind of you yeah, kind of have if you're to, driving yeah. into the mountains. Wherever you end up is gonna be thousands of feet higher than if you're a flatlander. Right, you yeah. kind of have to, obviously, right? I think, is this more for on-the-trail applicable if right. you're doing a lot of uphill? Um, you know, I think, what do we, I mean, you have to, like, give your body time to adjust, right? So, there's, there's. I mean, even when they're, I've watched shows about, like, Mount Everest, when they're climbing up that, and they go up, like, a bunch of thousands mm-hmm. of feet, um, sometimes they'll, they'll come back down if they're feeling weird. They'll, they'll go up, they'll spend some time up there, and then they'll come back down, and then they go back up again. Right. And that's about 10 levels above what we're talking about here, but yeah. 10 levels above. So uh, it's just a matter of getting your body acclimated to different the different else and the environment. So it's like you have to go slow sometimes. I think I think yeah. the times that I've gone fast is when you're going to feel lousy. So, But I think this is talking about – it's obviously talking about where you're sleeping. So you can go higher than 1,000 feet. You can gain more than 1,000 feet in But a if day, you're coming back down. But you yeah, get a sense of that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're going – usually we'll go up a peak and then down a peak. I don't remember – when was the last time we went up a peak and like stayed up there? And I remember Brazil where we went three thousand feet and then we descended just a little bit over the pass. Oh, over the pass. Yeah, you're right. That's right. So we probably were below twelve thousand, but not much. We, I think we still abided by that rule because the the next couple of campsites were still low. Like none of them were a thousand feet higher no, than the first no, campsite. No, that was the biggest one. Yeah. So, and you still I, struggled. <laughs> well, one one day I ran out of water, though. That was one trip. What? There's water everywhere there. What are you talking about? I know. I, th- I think I just overdid the water, and then I was, like, short oh, on water, too. Oh, you just too. shared that with somebody. I had, I had all kinds of okay. problems going on. That, that's new to me. I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, it was a hot mess. We were actually... 
No, I think we refilled at a stream, and I was like, oh, I'm good to go. And then I just downed all of it. And I'm like, yeah, don't feel yeah. good. So I probably should have just borrowed from you, but maybe that was my issue. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I would have, yeah, you yeah, can borrow quite. anything you want, and then and then we just talk about it on the podcast afterwards, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, look what Derek needed to borrow, four ounces of my water. It works both ways, my friend. You would definitely share that as well. For sure yeah. I would, for sure. Uh, last tip, um, don't drink. This is for everybody, uh, especially uh, Nolton Shore. Um, don't drink the yellow Gatorade. Oh, my gosh. Uh, don't drink the yellow Gatorade. Um, <laughs> What's the lore with the yellow Gatorade? What is that all about? I mean, I love the yellow Gatorade. I don't mind it. But some people, some we know well, uh, it's it's this ongoing thing we've had with Nolton. Like, for years, he would seemingly drink yellow Gatorade on the trail and mm-hmm. then just just hack up a lung and not feel well and get altitude sickness. And I, I still he, remember... He didn't hack up a lung. He, th- he just straight threw up, right? He puked. Well, it's a saying, right? I'm going to hack up a lung. I'm going to puke it up. He... I remember on my first... Mm, okay. On the death march, uh, I remember you, we were all going up the actual peak. Yeah. You and Rocky are like superhuman. You're like running up there. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm trudging an inch at a time. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it made me feel better to look back. This is mean to Nolton, but... Thank you, Nolton. I look back. I see Nolton like way back there, right. just heaving over, puking into onto the mountain, just yellow junk. So, so your rationale was at least I'm not as bad as that guy. Pretty much. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I hate to say it, but like, if I'm being honest, it's like this is my first trip. I'm struggling, and I'm like, oh, this, yeah. Nolton's been doing this for a long time, and he's struggling. So, like, right. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like, it doesn't make me feel so bad. So, I mean, I felt bad for him. For sure, but it also helped me feel better. So is that and just kind of side note, do you is that how you measure things in life? <laughs> you you look to the next guy. I'm not as bad as that guy, so it must have been pretty like good. Like if you're if you're struggling, like in I can, anything, like, compare myself. Anything, right? Like financially, I like the way you think about life. I like the way you think about life. Okay, that's good. It's a little messed up, <laughs> little uh, little. <laughs> a little uh, condemning and negative, but you know, if that works for you, that works for you. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't look at that in life. Okay. That way, no. Well, because we we have an episode coming up where I share about my death march from this past summer, where there was a guy struggling worse than me, but because I was struggling so bad, that didn't make me feel any better. I just just like I I just can't help him. I just have to struggle on. No, no. End. But like. This this is you're like a seasoned backpacker. Where at the time, like I'm a pretty new backpacker. I didn't know. Yeah. So like, if you're doing something new and everybody else is really good at it, and you see somebody like struggling with you, right. it's like it, it kind of makes you feel a little bit more. I'm not alone. You know. So. Okay. So question for that then uh-huh. is if I'm going, if I'm taking folks, like let's say for this Lost Creek Wilderness trip, I'm taking them, and mm-hmm. some of the guys were struggling with the altitude. Should yeah. I then pretend to struggle? To make them feel better. <laughs> uh, if that's your passive-aggressive way of helping them, then do it. I think they'll be offended, but uh, no, I would not do that. Okay. Don't fake, no. don't fake it till you make it. Don't fake it till you make it, yeah. I live don't at 6,200 feet, and that guy is struggling. Man, I'm doing pretty good. He's behind me. That's not going to give some confidence? Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I can do this, you know? <laughs> You know, whatever uh, helps them succeed, just, yeah. yeah, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe do it, you yeah? know? I'm maybe, from you. Maybe fake puke. You know, put some like stuff in your mouth, <laughs> fake puke, and be like, "Whew, that that pass got me, guys." I don't know about you, but <laughs> that would be encouraging. That would be very <laughs> encouraging. Well, okay. if Carl's puking, then okay. Yeah, all right. I you think know? that you. I think the yellow Gatorade tip though is actually relevant. You just have to know what your body can handle, what it can process, and so too many chemicals, too much junk that it doesn't normally process right. does affect you. And I, and I like that you said it was yellow Gatorade, not lemon lime Gatorade, because. I don't think there's any lemons or limes in that, nor does it taste like that. It's just the yellow Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I don't even remember the last time I've had that one, honestly. I'm usually a blue guy, but... Yeah, but exactly. Whatever. Blue, red, whatever, yeah, so... Pick your poison, so... Correct. Yeah. Correct. We've tried different um, drink mixes, and I'm, I'm always trying new ones, and so... Yeah. Anyway, okay, it's pretty good. Pretty good there. Trying well, to, you know, come up with some things that... Let's we'll see what you got. Yeah, Let's not common. Is. I mean, you know, we could go with, like, the prescribed. If you're struggling, then descend back down the mountain which is the most mm. which is the safest thing to do but it's also that you're retreating and so that can cause problems with your trip so you gotta weigh you know how bad you're struggling all that kind of stuff so we, right, we can right. go that route we're you know that's these are kind of the basics what was that what was that tip you told me the first year you're like hey if you have altitude sickness during put some moleskin on your temples <laughs> and that that'll help you you know feel, i was like that sounds like me so that sounds like something that I sounds say. like you 
That's a good That's Carl a good tip. Yeah. Moleskin on the temples, right. guys. T-shirt. There you go. So, <laughs> so speaking of, <laughs> of three sort of off the beaten path tips, I've just got mm. I, I they're just off the beaten path. I don't know how to describe them. This is something that we tried on our trip, and I'm right. curious your, your take on this. Is you can if you especially if you're a flatlander, mm. you can buy those cans of oxygen. Oh right. Boost Oxygen was kind enough to send us some cans. Unfortunately, they came after our trip, but I did have Bummer. like a tester can that I gave to uh, Mike from Northern California. Yeah. And it was supposed to be, it's, I mean, they don't weigh anything because they're just filled with air. So it weighs, you know, whatever, one, two ounces even for the big cans. Right. So it feels weird to buy air, right? <laughs> but, and it's supposed to be 41 second breaths was this mini can. And he said that it didn't really help him when he was hiking as far as like when he was actively moving but right. it did help him with recovery like catch his uh, breath i was gonna recovery. say yeah recovery might be interesting yeah. so it's not like you're climbing everest with you know the whole attachment up but, but they have i mean these things are the full size ones are bulky but they you know like if they can help you recover faster and can get you to the top they're not heavy and so the big ones i think last what is it like 240 breaths which I don't think is exactly right. Uh, Mike was saying he didn't get 40 breaths out of his, but whatever. If it, you know, if you carry a couple of those cans, yeah. especially on the on the first day, hmm. if it helps you recover, just something maybe worth exploring. Yeah, can't, I mean it can't hurt, right? You're talking pure oxygen. So. I, yeah, and I still have the can. So next time we go to elevation, do you want one? Yeah, I'll try. I'll try one out. Elevation. Okay. Did you say next time we go to elevation? Yeah. Okay. Like higher elevation. Okay. I bet. Not all of our trips, like we've done some trips recently actually that weren't high elevation. Yeah, I'll take a can. That sounds interesting. Okay. The issue is that they're bulky. So mm. and I know you're like space for you is an issue. So Well, I'll just hang it out the back of my pack like a carabiner and a Nalgene bottle. Like an ornament. Yeah. Okay. It'll, nice. It'll make nice. sure it's jangly and it'll be fine. Right. Okay. Perfect. Um, so that's my first one. A couple couple episodes ago we talked about relief band, which can prevent you from nausea. From puking and they don't have anything that you know, there's no tests or data that suggests that this, you know, guarantees that it will prevent you from throwing up. But they, mm. they said that they've had a lot of positive feedback from people that have used it yeah. for high altitude stuff. So if, if throwing up is your issue, whether it's due to yellow Gatorade or not, right. that's another consideration. Carl's jokes, whatever it may be, check it out. And then we got the solution to the yellow Gatorade. This is Knowlton's solution where he has not had this issue in years. He and This is totally anecdotal. I don't know that there's any evidence to support this, but he uses bulletproof coffee. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Um, now, what what what, is, what does he say he uses it for? You want to explain that? Uh, yeah, he just drinks. I don't know. Isn't that like that's where you put butter or ghee butter in the coffee, and it's – it just has like a higher fat content, which you need more calories at elevation. So I don't know. I don't know. The the bit. Well, if you're paying attention, which a, a true friend does. I'm not. I'm not paying attention. Clear. Go no, I, I got it. No, basically, like he's he's kind of like loading up on the saturated fats to like burn those, rather than like you know burning calories and sugar, which you know we need to replenish more. So apparently, and I will say like I remember him struggling for years and years and then he started doing this and he's like a little jackrabbit now all over the place filming mm. and he's got way more energy i he even got me to start doing some of that and i noticed you know focus went up i had more energy and all these things so wait you're saying if you drink coffee you have more energy no no, no the, the bulletproof the bulletproof stuff was great okay. or the saturated fats or like the mct oils that that helped me quite a bit i use that uh, almost every morning so um, not that it'll work for everybody, but you know, always something you can check out and try. So does that go with the keto diet? Is that where that comes from? I think that's part of his keto. He's a keto guy. So I don't, I think okay. that's part of the keto diet is that's the whole mentality. Yeah. And bulletproof coffee does not involve bullets or the bullets he takes out. He dumps the bullet powder in there with the ghee butter in the, you know. Okay. So no. those are my kind of off the beaten path tips. Maybe worth considering. But let me tell you about the trip, and let me tell you about my strategy for getting the guys yeah. through Let's the loop it. here, okay? I did kind of an airport pickup. It's my first time doing that, okay. and, uh, you know, rental car prices are out of control, so I picked them up. We drove to the trailhead, and they had, like, a campground at the trailhead, which was, like, 9,000, maybe close to 10,000 feet of elevation. So I thought, you know what? We're going to sleep here. Yeah. That's strategy number one. Yeah. Okay? Wow. Okay. Strategy number two Smart. was... We were going to yeah. go nine mile, nine-ish miles the first day. The map said nine. 
watches said differently. Watches, of course, said like two miles more. But it was mostly mm-hmm. flat. It was under a thousand feet of elevation gain, and there were like two small climbs during the day. But it started flat and stayed flat most of the time. Okay, so not a lot of uphill. Oh. You like that? That's uh, you know safe. Okay. Okay. Well, we got to the end of the day, and one of the guys said, "Man, that was a hard day." <laughs> and you're like, um, buckle up. Yeah, pretty much, because I, I didn't say I was trying to be encouraging, but I was thinking the next right. day was supposed to be four times as hard. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, but they had another night at elevation, time to acclimatize. And so yep. we took it slow, and yep. there's a lot of up and down the next day. But yep. I think, uh, what was the elevation we were at? I think the first day. We were, I think we were, I think we got to 10,000 feet at some point. And we got to almost 11,000 by okay. by camp two. Okay. Within a half mile of camp, a couple guys were like, I can't, I can't go any farther. So I did some scouting. I found a good campsite and they toughed it out. And they made it. I was concerned that we were going to have people turning around, to be honest. So the fact that everybody made it to camp two is a victory in my mind. And so okay. we went, the, we, we kind of followed your tip, which was less than 1,000 feet a game. Day three was like climbing at the beginning and then like a big massive downhill slash flat at the Okay, so that's that was that was kinda and it was supposed to be nine miles a day, but uh the watches said it was like ten to eleven. I don't know. I don't know. What do you what do you seem to trust more then? Well the, the map had been recently updated, I think within the last year or two. Yeah. And watches and, don't and how do, I guess watches do better with running and not as well with hiking, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. And so I guess I, I, I don't know the process of when they update the trail, like how much tech are they actually using? I don't know. I don't think they're using like the wheel, uh-huh. you know, where they're like wheeling it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I would say, to right. say that's not true. But that w- Do they use a watch, you know? They, they might, they yeah, do. I don't know. I don't know. But my thought was like we were next to water almost the whole day for the first day, and then we were very mindful of, of water sources day two. I don't think anybody ran out at any point. I think, in fact, I think some of the guys had, had too much water. So... In terms of just, you know carrying weight, everybody's pack except for one guy weighed under thirty pounds, and the guy that had an over thirty pound pack mm. was like thirty one, thirty two, so it wasn't like massively over thirty. So okay. everybody okay. made it. Everybody made it. That's good. Yeah, that's huge. Was that was my strategy sufficient, or was it still not good enough? I mean, I think it was. My gut reaction is like it was sufficient, but because I think you're trying to be as conscious as you can. But you're again. You're you're always dealing with some. This is this is the the nature of the beast, right? Like there's always going to be so many different personalities. You don't know. You're not going to know how they're going to respond when they get out there, right? Like maybe some of the food they're eating is causing them to feel a certain way. Maybe they didn't get enough sleep the night before. Like there's so many little things that can you don't you just don't have any control over. So right. I think the the best thing you can do is try to make it a comfortable, safe trip for everybody, which I think you did because you were going to do like a much harder trip, right? So right. Yeah, I think you did a great job. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You're, you're, wel- you're welcome. Okay, so you say yeah. I did a great job. Now I'm going to reveal some quotes from the trip, and you might change your mind here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. So these are these are quotes that I wrote down from the trip. These are laced with bitterness. Uh, okay. <laughs> just Find out. Just, you know, when you go backpacking with characters, you um, reap the benefits. We'll just say this. Okay. I'll start the, <laughs> the, I'll start the mildest okay. quote. This yeah. started with one guy, and then eventually I think three different guys said this. Um, as we were approaching mm-hmm. 11,000 feet. Yeah. My face is tingling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Would that concern you at drink, all? Drink some water. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> so somebody's like, hey, I have this weird uh, sensation in my face. It's tingling. You just be like, get out of here. Drink some water. <laughs> uh, it's just the altitude. You're feeling a little numb. Don't worry about it. Okay. The blood's leaving your face. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. Full context. He had some altitude medication he had taken. And then, mm. can, and then, yeah, a couple other guys were interested in, in taking it. And uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to go through like the name of it, but it's a very common altitude medication. So right. we had multiple face tingles. Are you concerned? Wow. Um, no. No. Okay. No. All right. Not. I tried to downplay it because I didn't want to freak anybody out, but uh, I was, it was on my radar for sure. Well, I mean, if they're all taking the same thing and they're all getting the tingles, it must be the medication, right? Which yeah, which maybe theoretically would wear off after what? How long does that stuff last? I don't know, but you know, medications hours, it has side right? effects, and side effects aren't always good. That's that's true. Yeah, that is true. Is uh, yeah. So that's why okay. that's why yeah, we didn't have any sort of medication as part of our 
our tips here. It's not, but it's not on the it's not on our list. list yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's okay. between you and your doctor. So, second quote. Right. This is from somebody who is very experienced, a trip planner, a trip leader. Yeah. He said, "I thought I was a good backpacker until this trip." <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> really? Yeah. What? This is okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Interesting. And I think he's a good backpacker. I think he's being overly dramatic. And uh, yeah, I think he just struggled with elevation more than he expected to. I mean, okay. I mean, how? What? Do we, remind me again what you said. Like, how much total elevation you went on this trip? Total. I would. I would say we. You know, like, from from the starting point. Yeah. I. Oh my gosh. I, I wasn't one of the watch guys, but it had to be under okay. five because we didn't have. We may have had like two thousand feet at the most day two, and I think it was less yeah. than two thousand day three. So mm-hmm. and under that, yeah. So, you know, day two is definitely the okay. Day two is, but but the grades weren't terrible. There were definitely some steep sections, but for the most part, it, they were nice trail grades. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, if it's a good trail grade, yeah, you should be acclimating a little bit better, right? So, right. that's uh, that's interesting. Last okay. last quote I got for you. Yeah, uh, came out on the last day. Okay, I usually carry fake blood with me. <laughs> I, okay i actually thought about it's funny they say i don't know why they're saying that but it reminds me of something i was going to do in well, Montreal. Was a, i'll give you the context and you still might be surprised why they're saying this so okay. they're talking about like you know trail pranks and that kind of stuff and how like right. he had fake blood with him to like pull off a trail prank where he had gotten like his arm sliced or something in a <laughs> in a fake sort of way yeah and so i so i asked him i said where did you get fake blood and his response was like I usually carry fake blood with me. <laughs> <laughs> I usually carry fake blood with me. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. That's funny because I actually I'm not gonna do it now because I rethought it. But I was actually gonna do a trail prank with fl- fake blood mm-hmm. um, on one trip and like like kind of hike down a little section maybe that had like a steeper cliff but right. doable. And then put blood all over my head like I hit a rock. All over your head. This isn't an arm. Well, not thing. all over. Like in, in a, you know, in an appropriate area. And then oh put like gosh. blood on the rock to make it seem on like a rock. rock. <laughs> <laughs> and then see what you guys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I would have faked you out, but I, I'm I'm 100% sure I would have faked somebody out. I think I so. Know. You just revealed that here on the show. And I think you could still fake people out. Like you could still do it. And fake <laughs> you people might out. be right. Yeah. If I waited like five months, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Well, until next summer, whenever you go. Let's, yeah, let's, let's tuck go. that one away. Tuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Who doesn't want to freak people out? On the you trail, you can right? be in on it. Okay, you can yeah. be in on it. Now. Yeah, please please already. react. Is this appropriate for Derek to do or not? Please, you know, give it's us not. your wisdom. That's why I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. But I I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it no, 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 we can just get reactions either way. It's, it'd be it'd be fun yeah. to, to hear what people have to say about that. Some people might be like, dip your head in a bucket of blood and then just lay on the ground. Oh my gosh! Now you're grossing people out. It's flake. Bl- it's flake blood, Carl. These are some brief takeaways from the trip. But overall, like I really enjoyed this trip. We had six, including myself. Uh, go on this yeah. trip and I told them on the trip if I could replicate this exact group I would go again because I had a lot of fun with the guys Ooh. so that's high praise right there high praise it's hard to get Carl to be happy and so props to everybody <laughs> on the trip for getting him yeah. to enjoy himself so right. no that's that's good it's, I mean yeah. that's the main thing right everybody has a good time so yeah another takeaway one of the guys I forget which guy suggested we do like a a water filter like squeeze off so to speak where you, you kind of see which filter is the fastest because we had three different filters on the trip including a platypus quick draw one of their latest versions of you know kind of to compete with the squeeze and the be free and right. so i put that on on youtube that should be out already and yeah, yeah if you want to see kind of what won there then that'd be great but um I, this is my first time using the quick draw and so i gotta i got some takeaway from that so i've got a review for that and then You've got a review for a water bottle, is that correct? Indeed. Okay. Indeed. So I'm hoping that your review goes better than last time. We'll find out after this. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. 
This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Okay, so I'll, I'll go first. I've got the Platypus Quick Draw Filters. This is the one ones where, you know, you, you take it, you squeeze it through, and it's kind of comparable weights to the, the Sawyer Squeeze, that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know me, I'm pretty picky with the filters. So I was interested to try this one. And kind of the, the, the short result is that I think this is a comparable filter to the, to the ones we like. So this yeah. is it's not a game changer, but it's definitely something to consider. So it's lightweight like the other ones. Um, some, some I'll tell you what, I'll just go over the likes first, okay? okay. Here, right. Here's what I like about it. It's lightweight, like the other ones. Yeah. This okay. one, a little bit different, it has a cap on it. So once you attach the filter to the bag, it's not gonna start like immediately filtering, spilling everywhere. You don't have to like hold it upside mm. down. It has a cap, simple solution, but actually I really like that. Uh, the bag itself is durable. It's not gonna break on you like the squeeze. And it has this like little scoop plasticky thing where it's easy to scoop the water. It's got a wide mouth and you can kind of like scoop it out of the stream pretty darn easily compared to the other bags. So huh. those are some big likes right there. Those are big likes. I tried to have as many guys use it as possible just to kind of put as much water through it but it, it was you know it's only been on one trip so we'll have an update later but right the flow rate was competitive for sure with the other ones okay okay now the other ones were older so i don't know what that means but it was competitive for sure and if you want to see okay. which one was the fastest you have to watch that video watch the video okay the video is kind of like a bad science project because we didn't do like the control or we didn't have them all under the same conditions but it's still fun so uh dislikes it's kind of annoying to screw on to the bag. Like there's mm. a way to do it the right way. Mm. You have to kind of match up the threads. And even mm. when I figured that out, it still took me an extra few seconds to screw it on. It's not the end of the world, but it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, they give you some extra caps. So you have a cap for the bag and then you have a cap for the back side of the filter. You don't need those. You can. Just, I would just leave those at home. I would just keep the filter attached to the bag, stored in the pack, and then when it, you know, because it has the cap on it, and then when you need the bag, just pull it out. So. Okay. There okay. you go. Uh, I'm going to rate it 4.25 drink mixes out of 5. 4.25. Yeah. Okay. It's coming again. It's going to come again. That's fair. Yeah. Anybody like water out there like me? I know I do every day, all day. Um, <laughs> big on the water. Wait, what do you I do got, when you're thirsty? I drink, Carl. That's the tip <laughs> that is for today. So I got glass water bottles and metal water bottles. Um, so we have here the clean canteen. Oh, it's a it's a beast. It's a bulky beast. Uh, a big old heavy water bottle, but it's it's four times more durable than your normal water bottle. Like you know when they say you can keep things hot for like twenty four hours, this will keep it this will keep it hot for up to thirty hours. And then cold, what they say like a day of twenty four to forty eight. This sucker will keep them cold for a hundred hours. It's about oh, it's more than four. Yeah, more than four days. So. Okay, so here's here's my question. I'm gonna interrupt your review here. We're interrupting the review. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Could you store ice cream in it oh, and then? I haven't have it. done it yet. I haven't. I've done water. We can do okay. an ice cream test. I think okay. that's a great test. Let's do an ice cream test. 
All right. We're going to do ice it. cream backpacking. If it holds it in there, I would do it. Okay. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, can I get back to the Ravina? Is that, is that okay? Yes. Um, it's a very versatile construction, interchangeable lids. You got the, the, uh, the bench straw, the straight straw, different kinds of caps and tops for your convenience. And it's a, it's, it's made, uh, environmentally safe as well. So check out clean canteen. I'm going to give it 4.62 drips Whoa. of water out of five. Check it out. Okay. If you need a new water bottle, it's solid. I like that we're doing one of the heavier water bottles as a review for this podcast because... Well, you, I mean, you know, even if you don't take a backpacking, you can still use it on an everyday basis, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But but I think that <laughs> I think we have folks out there that would take a backpacking, whether it's for ice cream <laughs> or just to have a heavy water bottle because we there's a lot of heavy water bottle users out there. Agreed? Let me ask you this. Maybe we wouldn't take a backpacking. I would, I would use something like this on an everyday basis, sure. yes. But... Because there's a lot bigger ones even than this, um, and this seems like better. Anyway, I, I would be curious. If we could do the ice cream test and it's successful, would you take this on a trip for ice cream? So I'm willing to bring some items such as this with ice cream if it's like a lower mileage, easier trip kind of a thing. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I'd be willing to do that. It'd be kind of fun to have ice cream okay. like on the second day, yeah. right? And then you use it for a while. But here's the thing: is it is it like I love my ice cream, so I don't think I'm gonna want to share it with anybody. So you're greedy, is what you're saying? I think everybody's got to have their own bottle. Okay, there it is. Everybody, go get a clean canteen. Yeah. We're gonna put ice cream in it. Actually, maybe we should do a test. You got ice cream? I got. I'm gonna have to get some ice cream. Check it out. Throw it in there and see what happens. That'll be yeah. I'll mark that down as something we might try for That'd be fun. an upcoming trip. Yeah. I, I'm ice cream about that. test. Yeah. In fact, I might roll that into um to our trivia for season five and kind of like who has to carry the ice cream is kind of like a punishment that could be something for the the trivia punishment. or guys user. hey guys if you got a hot date and you want to be romantic throw some ice cream in there, there pull it out should be like wait what how did you yeah. do bonus points you're welcome i think i think this is a great option for for nalging users that want to take their water bottles to the next level oh i knew you were going to incorporate nalging somehow into this, I, so. I think so yeah so and honestly, I did see multiple. I saw multiple people bring gear like the Clean Canteen. I'm not sure if it's that brand or not. It sounds like the Clean Canteen is kind of the next level up in terms of quality. But mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. thank you for that. And yeah. okay, so I've got sick trivia. This trivia is sick. Whoa. Altitude sickness. Yeah. And and by the way. Don't sleep on the tidbits because we got some interesting reviews, including a negative review. Oh. Out. Yeah. So just stay tuned for that. All right. So three questions, sick trivia. Yeah. Here we go. Number one, can you name three symptoms of altitude sickness? Headache, dizziness, um, nausea. Wow. Yeah. That is correct. Just, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. Was... People get disoriented. I, I, I would say a little vertigo. It's little vertigo y feel I felt like I had vertigo yeah that was, that was some people that uh, are having a tough time at altitude actually have a hard time breathing true. strangely enough I mean there is a lack of oxygen <laughs> up there so go figure there is go figure. yes yeah. Captain Obvious okay number two altitude sickness is most likely to be an issue starting at around what elevation we'll, we'll assume it's a flat land we're going to elevation like around what elevation is going to start causing oh, some issues here if you're within like a thousand feet either way I'll give it to you I think it's well. This is so subjective. It like depends on the person. Um, this is according to. I research. think if if I according to research. <laughs> oh, it's according to research. Uh, I mean, I I could tell you people coming from okay, like let's say sea level to like Colorado, which is like well, it's six thousand five, six thousand feet. So let's go with that. Okay. Close seventy five hundred feet was what I came up mm, with here. Okay, I was a little yeah. short. So yeah. and that's and correct. honestly, when I first noticed elevation issues, I was above seven thousand feet when I was in high school. So that that mm. connects with me. I don't know. Okay, but you're right. I mean, it could be subjective depending upon age and fitness level and also diet. Stuff. I think diet. Has diet. Too. Yeah. yeah. Bulletproof coffee versus yellow Gatorade, all that stuff. So exactly. Okay, I got a true or false from number three. True okay. or false. Bring it. An uncommon symptom of altitude sickness is when a person gets annoyed or sick of their hiking partner at a high elevation. Mm, I have this problem with you. Let's mm. say true. 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 That is uh, not true, but kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> true, but true. True, but true. Yeah. So if this were true, then I would have altitude sickness all the time when we go backpacking. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you should have it more, but you don't. <laughs> Does that make sense? So. Uh, well said. Well said. Yeah. Would you Would you give me Would you give me altitude sickness if you could on a trip? If, if I was being annoying. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna give you some altitude sickness. Here's Here's some yellow Gatorade. This will cause altitude sickness. Try yellow Gatorade. It gives you altitude sickness. That's a question we can pose to the Gatorade people is does drinking Gatorade cause altitude sickness? Mm, that's true. That is All true. Right, something for a future interview. Or actually, and you can ask the Rangers, how do you measure trails? Do you measure them with a, you know, a digital watch? Yeah, but they're not the ones that are making the maps. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, we got to find those people then. The topo- those, those map making topography people you know? I, I've already asked them remember I asked them questions probably a couple seasons ago I asked them why some maps have mileages and some don't mm. and it was like because they just hadn't gotten around to it it's just <laughs> sheer laziness so what are what are the tax dollars you know what are, the, what are we it's not tax dollars it's private yeah. companies National Geographic oh yeah oh these are oh these they're, are they're making money the maps cost like 15 Scratch bucks that. now man they're, they're yeah they They're are gouging us. I thought, I know. So. A couple of years ago, they were like 12. That's, right. That's, uh, right. Out of control, Carl. Okay. Out of control. Okay. Speaking of out of control, I got some tidbits here. I want a negative tidbit. Let's start with the negative one. Come on. You want the negative review right out, out the gate. Right out. Let's just get it I out. teased Rip off the it, band-aid. and then you want me just to reveal. I want it. I need it. Okay. This is from Go Timbers. This is the one out of five stars. Some good content, but the Bible, and then, it, and then this person goes on to say, I'd like to like this podcast, but if I wanted to hear excerpts from fairy tales, I'd listen to a show about the Brothers Grimm. Mm. Oh, mm. so does not like the Bible verse in the show. Mm. We spend like a minute talking about it, so if they, I don't know, not everybody that listens to the show likes the Bible mm. verse, or is Christian for that huh. matter, so you can simply skip past it if it's bothering you, but a lot of people love it, so it. we're going we're gonna to stick with it, and we got to be true to our roots and our identity as believers in Jesus. I mean, a positive, encouraging word is a positive, yeah. encouraging word, nonetheless, right? So, well, they're not all, not all the Bible verses, like, like, uh, like you know, today's, for example, where the ark rests on the mountains of Ara. That's not really encouraging, right? It's just part of the story. I find it, I find it encouraging. <laughs> okay, so go Timbers, but yeah, go Timbers. Um, we we would encourage you to keep listening, and we would encourage you to investigate truth out there. But even though you gave us one out of five stars, if you want to reach out with your address, we will send you some stuff out of our random gearbox. So Do we it. would love to bless you with that stuff. Even though I think all of our one out of five star reviews, there's only been a handful over the years, but they're all based on <laughs> the Bible verse. Are they really? Yeah, they're all. all Come on, guys. All right. Yeah. Not only do they well, hate it, but they, they're taking the time to hate it to the point where they're actually writing a review, a negative mm. review about it. So. Yeah, that's a lot of time out of your day. There's a lot. There's a couple of positive reviews where um, somebody put "Love this podcast." RST Neocon. So mm. breaks it down. He actually men- mentions the Bible verses, and so got that. We got from Mantis seventy three eighty three two. Pure genius. Yep. That was like really nice. Um, mm. Although in the in the review, he says that there's two guys who sort of know their stuff. So I mm. would agree if that's true for Derek, but. Definitely inaccurate. Okay, maybe for me too. Maybe for me too. Yeah, so if you folks want to reach out with your addresses, we got more stuff out of the random gearbox. So all three of you, we got stuff coming your way if you want to email us or message us through social media. I like it. A little mixture. We got, you know, you know, I mean, you can't, haters going to hate, and that's okay. Um, right. It comes with the territory. So uh, I'm excited everybody's still listening. The more that listen, oh, the better, yeah. you know? I we appreciate that for sure absolutely and so and if you want more if you want to listen to more we've got we put out an episode our most recent bonus episode is called beyond bars and trail mix bonus episode on patreon yes which is a safe and secure way to support your favorite content providers and uh, we we came up with a list of all sorts of food options and it's not like they were just listing things off in the episode but we we got something for you we got some some links on there i mean yeah Yep. Jump on the Patreon. Join it. It's awesome. Yep. Okay. Last tip that I got is we do have a couple yeah. of new Patreon supporters, actually. What? So it's, it's been a while. It's, it's been a minute, as they say, as the kids say these days. Well, welcome to the family. Yeah. So thank you to Michael from Arkansas. Um, 
Michael is somebody I'm hoping he takes advantage of the Patreon trips because it sounds like not as many folks he's connected with down there have, you know, are, are backpackers. He doesn't have a lot of options of, of folks he goes with. And he loves going out west, which is where we like to do a lot of our trips. Not that they're all going to be there, but um, mm. so thank you to Michael. And then uh, Jason, who happened to join us on our most recent Colorado trip, the, uh, yeah. the high elevation altitude one, uh, Jason from Indiana. So I've gotten to know him Ooh. a little bit already. Nice. And yeah, he's he's like the real deal. He's, he's more like the uh, 15 to 20 mile a day kind of guy. Ooh, go Hoosiers. So, go Hoosiers. Okay. Go, Yeah. That doesn't relate to fifteen to twenty miles a day. He's but. from Indiana, Indiana Hoosiers. Come on. No, I get that. I, I get. I get that. Do you Thank know you. sports? Thank you. you. You're just gonna start throwing. Sorry. What about Arkansas? What you get for Arkansas? So it's Hikerman at Netscape. Net. If you guys want to talk to Carl, about <laughs> that's incorrect. Hiker Seaman. Hiker Seaman at Netscape.net. If you want to talk to Carl about sports and what those are, so he's he's Arkansas. Familiar. What do you got? What do you got? You just go Hogs. Go Hogs. Hogs. Okay. Yeah, my nephew's going to Arkansas State. He's a uh, baseball oh, okay. player. Is the Groundhogs? No. Just the regular hogs. Like the, the you know the hog hogs. Okay. We got the Ozarks down there too. So all sorts of good stuff. And just anyway, thanks to you two gentlemen. Really appreciate it. We're gonna be putting out awesome. where our next Patreon trip is coming soon. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got, my friend. All right. That is awesome, guys. Thanks you again. For the support, uh, the love, the hate, all that fun stuff. We love it. Not we'll eat hate. it. We'll review it. No, well, you know, they're being honest, so I like it. So okay. we'll send you guys some gear. Um, send us your address if you want it. And um, thank you for the reviews. And remember, guys, if you want to feel sicker and sicker and sicker, just borrow Carl's Yellow Gatorade. See ya. I want to Yeah, there was a trip long ago, and um, I said, "You look, Carl. I'm not feeling good. Like I need to borrow something. I need to drink something." He's like, "It's like, like I don't have any water. Uh, I don't have any coffee with ghee butter. Uh, I don't have any yellow Gatorade. You're just gonna have to, here. I'm gonna spit into a cup. Drink this, and it's gonna help you feel better. And I can need. I, I don't even know what to say." It changed my life. I mean, so we're going to start packaging Carl's saliva and uh, selling it on the market for, uh, they're called saliva shots. And if you feel a lack of energy, he's he's that magical, you guys. He's that magical. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.